Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nicole. And I'm Gina. And today we are dishing about meal planning and prep, kind of 101 stuff. So let's uh, let's first catch up before we dig in. Gina, what is new and exciting in Ohio? Oh, gosh. Well, first of all, the weather here has been just amazing. You know, I, you know, obviously we're making our way into fall, which is my favorite season ever. And it has been, it's been warm, but it hasn't been 90. So when Paige was born five years ago, it was so hot. We couldn't even go outside. I can remember this very clearly. I mean, the doctors pretty much warned me, do not bring her outside. It's only, I don't want to say only, it's about 80 degrees here and it just feels, it's not very humid. It's just the perfect weather right now. Of course, that being said, we, you know, I work for a a university and we just had school that start and I work for the food service portion of the university. So I'm in the dining halls and serving food and making food for students, prepping food basically for hours on end. So I've been inside a lot, but it is still so beautiful and I absolutely love it. So what's it like in Michigan right now? Probably similar. Yeah, it's it's been in like the low 70s, kind of similar oh, to yourself. Geez. I feel like I haven't really been outside a whole lot um, to enjoy it. But yeah, it's been really nice. Although tomorrow looks like rain. And uh, just for a point of reference, it is the Saturday of Labor Day weekend when we're recording yeah. this. Yeah. Yep. Saturday morning. We haven't had a morning podcast in a while. I know. Coffee and my morning voice, but <laughs> but I agree with you. The weather is really nice and I love fall, but somehow I'm just morning summer. Be- it, it just literally flew by so quickly. Yeah, I feel like you guys yeah. took a couple trips and I don't know. I, I feel like we kind of like wasted the summer somehow. No, you didn't. Okay. If I'm living vicariously through you via Instagram, I would say you did not waste the summer away. I mean, you guys are still going to the pool after school. Yacht club yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cold though. <laughs> we just yeah, had a dr- we had a drink. We didn't like do any. We we had a date night last night because we've been yeah. gone a lot of August, so we haven't. Right. Went uh, went. I know it. Uh, these are just not big problems. Right. Um, but I was thinking the other day. I was like, when you guys visited, it was such crap weather. It really was. I mm-hmm. feel like we didn't even get a chance to like really show you the highlights of our little beach town. Well, we still had a lot of fun, and we are. Definitely willing to come back again. <laughs> Sweet. Invited. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Sounds good. So, okay. So just a little bit of follow-up. So a couple of weeks ago, well, when we podcasted, I was talking about how we hired an after-school sitter just for two days a week, just because, you know, Nick is still putting in orders until about six o'clock. I normally don't get home until five or 5.30 and it always stresses him out that he has to pick up Paige from school across the river. There's usually traffic and it kind of interrupts his, you know, last important hour of his work. So we hired a sitter to go pick her up and bring her back and then play with her for a little bit. And I would pick up Cameron because he's at a different sitter. So 
anyway, I'm at one of our operations at work. It was 11 o'clock and she was supposed to start that that evening or that af- late afternoon. And I get a text on my watch that says, basically, she's decided that she doesn't want to do it anymore. And <sighs> she's so sorry. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. Okay, because like day of. Day of. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking to myself, well, first of all, she was a high schooler. So she doesn't really get it. Let's be honest. She doesn't get it. Um, we actually, about a week later, got an, got a letter in the mail from her that was clearly inspired by her mother. It was something along the lines of, that was really immature of me to do that. So I could just tell her mom was like, okay, here's what you need to say. You were super immature. You'll never do it again. You know, you learned a lesson, yada, yada. So it was very nice. But, you know, I, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. It would be one thing if she was our, you know, our nanny and she was going to be with the kids all day and she decided to not show up the first day. But it was just after school. Nick could still get her. It wasn't that big of a deal. How did you find her? Or like, Yeah. So I found her. There's a Facebook discussion forum that we have in our suburb. And I posted something there. Mm. I used to work at a local grocery store here as, as the dietitian. So I know a lot of people. Plus, I grew up here. Mm-hmm. So I figured someone would have an idea of someone. So someone that I knew from the, the grocery store that I used to work at said that her daughter would love to do it, which, of course— I should have had red flags right there. Like, you're offering up your daughter. Does she really want to do this? Mm -hmm. But I had her over, and we talked, and she seemed very excited. And she was very sweet, very polite, um, and just uh, really mature, I felt like. So I I was very shocked when this happened. I'm not going to lie. But I understood. I understood, and I actually— it. We decided— that we're not going to look for somebody else. I actually asked my mom, who usually gets finished with work. She only works 20 hours a week, and she finishes work around 3 o'clock every day. So I asked her if she wanted to do it, which is probably something I should have done originally, but I kind of assumed she wouldn't want to. But she said that she would. I'm still going to pay her uh, because she could always use the extra money, and I feel like that will kind of keep her coming. (laughs) My mom mom and I have an interesting relationship. I love her. but So it's actually worked out really well. And and that way— I'm fully aware that my mom might not be able to do it every single week. And maybe there's going to be a week or two or five, however many, that she can't do it or she can only do one day. And that's fine. We communicate very well, obviously. And it's just extra time that she'll have with my kids. So it's all good. All good. Okay, lastly, today, actually, two more things. So, today I'm really excited. So, Paige is going to go to her first Ohio State University football game, which You've probably never been to the shoe. You've been no. to Giant. Yeah. You've been to college football games, obviously. Yes. But, you know, the Illini, not quite the same as the Buckeyes. Just saying. <laughs> I, I don't know that I would feel comfortable. I feel like I'd get, like, shanked in the parking lot or something. Like, Ohio State <laughs> fans not- are bananas. <laughs> I felt attacked when I was at an Illinois game at Illinois playing Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It gets, I mean, it gets crazy. Present company excluded, but y'all crazy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay with that. And I, and I agree. <laughs> You're the, like, the I thing embrace is, that. What time is the game? Pl- so it's at 12 and it's okay. the, so it's the first game of the season, obviously. So that's a big deal, but it's not, we're playing a team I've never even heard of Florida Atlantic Owls. I thought it was a made up name. <laughs> no offense to anyone who's from Florida or went to that school, but Florida Atlantic Owls. I have never heard of them. So that's who we're playing. Uh, most likely we're going to win 80 to zero, which is, you know, that's all great. And sure. Some people love that, but that's boring. Now here's the thing. We're probably going to be there for a quarter. I can just see Paige 
she'll enjoy the the band. We're going to get there early to see the band, the mm-hmm. best damn band in the land. <laughs> and they really are. And so we're going to get there early for that. We have a seat, I think, that's pretty close to the cheerleaders, pretty low to the ground. And we have aisle seats so we can escape and come back whenever we want. So that's nice. But I can't see us being there longer than a quarter. Uh, it's going to be super hot. Well, it's going to be 80 degrees, which isn't terrible. But when you're in that stadium mm-hmm. and the sun is just beating straight down on you, it is unbearable sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how long she lasts. And I'm completely fine with her wanting to leave after the first quarter. And in all honesty, I'll probably want to, too, because, again, it's not a very exciting game. So it'll, it'll be good. So I'm excited for that. And then lastly, for those of you who have any questions regarding sleep, so we have a certified sleep consultant coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks. I'm going to do an interview with her. I already have a bunch of questions lined up, but I would love to get some listener questions as well. So she's, you know, her focus is mainly on toddlers and infants. So, you know, parents come to her if their infants aren't sleeping through the night or if... I don't know, any type of sleep issues. I I would like to open up, you know, the questions to also, you know, toddler sleep issues, which I know she focuses on as well, as well as adult sleep. Because as we all know, sleep is a huge part of the wellness puzzle. If not, I would argue the most important part of the wellness puzzle. So if you have any questions regarding infant, toddler, or adult sleep. So I'm going to ask her something about melatonin, for example. I've been taking melatonin, and I'd love to hear her thoughts on that. So any questions regarding sleep, send them our way, either via Instagram, Facebook, or our email, which is dietitiansdishpodcast at gmail.com. All right, that's it. What about you? What's new? Uh, so we just got back from Seattle last week. My sister-in-law got married and it was beautiful. The whole- It looked gorgeous. Yeah, it was absolutely stunning. Um, it was just a great weekend of awesome food, awesome drink, awesome, her friends, like I'm jealous of her friends. I want to adopt them all as my own. (laughs) Um, just super sweet people. Yeah, it was great. The wedding was only 48 people. So it was nice Mm. and just, yeah, just very- and their vows. I, I just was sobbing. I, I looked back because I was sitting in the front row and like everyone there was just a weepy mess. I don't know how Aww. they held it together as well as they did, but it was just a, a beautiful, beautiful weekend and lots of fun. Yeah. Our flights out there were great. The time difference, you know, going to the, to the West coast is brutal though, because you and I it's are both hours, on right? Yeah. It's three hours. Yeah. That's just hard. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so by the time we were ready to leave, we're like, okay, we're adjusted. And it's like, oh crap, it's eleven AM and we're just getting up. You know, like it's eleven AM well, Eastern time. But when we but when wait, you guys fall back, correct? You guys have time change. Yeah. Right? Okay. So when you fall back, it'll be four hours. Right? Oh, do no, because they change. Do they? See, I, I had a um when I was in college, I dated a guy who was in at Arizona, and I swear. It went, there was a time when it changed from three hours to four hours. Maybe back then, back then, they didn't have a time change on the West Coast. Because it all, because it changed. There was a time when it wasn't three, three hours, it was four. I swear, if anyone's listening and they know what I'm talking about, or maybe I'm going crazy. But we anyway. come up with the craziest questions that we don't know the answers to. <laughs> I know. I, I, I really do remember this. Or maybe it was once, two, and then it turned to three during the year. Some, anyway, continue. Your, your wedding was awesome. It was yeah, fun. it was good. It was great. Uh, I don't think there's a whole. Oh, I, well, P- Piper and Shay were off school this past week, which was a nightmare just mm. because our nanny was not available. I mean, she's got multiple other families she works for. So um, 
we're I feel like we're quickly becoming the the not not the favorite and the the kind of one she defers to. I'm like, no, oh, no. Um, and Wait, why so, were they off school? Great question, Gina. I have no yeah. idea. Uh, I think they were doing like CPR training and setting up the classrooms. Even though it's a okay. daycare setting, they kind of run it like a school in many ways, mm-hmm. which um, may be less of a point of pain for me if they didn't uh, insist on the tuition not changing. So like our, <laughs> our tuition is not prorated for when they're closed. I think they were closed oh, sure. six days in the month of August, six or seven days, oh, okay. like work yeah. days. Who has that, that amount of vacation? It just, this anyway, is, hot topic. Paige's school does the same thing. It's, it was, it's always the first week of August that they're closed the entire time. Mm. Yes. So now that I, I just thought, I was thinking that they had already started school and then they closed. They haven't even started their no, new Tuesday. year yet. Okay. Right. And right, wrong, or indifferent, I, that we mm-hmm. kind of trialed Piper. So they're both going to be in what's called the primary room, which uh, Montessori is really set up that you benefit greatest children benefit greatest from this is the philosophy from having the same teacher for three years in a row and so this will be Shay's third year with her current teacher and then Piper is entering primary and uh for some good and some bad reasons I just really wasn't feeling like Piper should be in the other classroom because of just it's me. It's totally me. Um, the teacher mm-hmm. not being preferred, some of the students, it, it just isn't quite as tightly run of a ship. And so that would default mean that they're in the same room. So we trialed that for two days and the teacher said it went well. Um, a co- Mark and Jess, our nanny, are like, that's a terrible idea. I'm like, okay, people. <laughs> um, but when I asked some friends, they said, you know, you're the you're the mom and you kind of have an intuition. What do you think? And I said, I really think they're going to do okay. Um, you know, it was mm-hmm. explained that Shay's, you know, really going to be more on a kindergarten curriculum. And so she's going to have a work plan and independent study and things that are really going to separate her from kind of the younger kids. So we'll see how it goes, but that's starting on Tuesday. So they will officially be in the same classroom. So one drop off, one pickup. That'll be really oh, nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. I know. It's well, good. I hope that goes well. Yeah, it was like for selfish reasons too. That you know, rather because right now this is so way too much detail. But like their classroom is separate from the rest of the classrooms, so it's a completely different building that you drop in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, huh. so okay, moving on. Um, mm-hmm. that is the life update. The 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 podcast update. Patreon. Thank you to our sponsors. If you don't yeah. know what Patreon is, it is a small monthly donation to support the work that you love listening to, i.e., this this podcast. And so, um, we've got a couple donors, and that is awesome. If we can reach our goal of two hundred dollars, we're gonna put out two bonus episodes this fall. So, if you're interested in more details check out patreon.com backslash dietitians dish and that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n and don't forget to leave us a review on whatever you listen to preferably (laughs) apple Podcasts, because that's Mm kind of where they all flow to right (laughs) right i think so i don't even know if you can review anywhere else that i'm aware of but i could be wrong Probably not. So just do it. If, if you iTunes. can, we haven't seen them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Gina, jumping in. So I wanted to talk about this topic because it's near and dear to my heart, something I'm very passionate about. But I think meal planning just in general has become way overcomplicated. And we want to just pare it down to it's really as easy as asking yourself or your family, what's going on this week? 
what do we want to eat? And the rest is just getting organized. So you may want to consider things such as, do I want leftovers? Are there things that must go? Are there things from the storage or reserves that we should use? How much time do I have? So we just want to like dig deep. And I really believe, and I don't know if you agree, but I believe that meal planning is a habit and habits Uh do not form unless you put forth, you know, concentrated effort towards making that happen. Mm -hmm. And I think of it a little bit too, like exercise, you know, some, some weeks it's just hard days. It's harder to get motivated to exercise, but I always tell myself, you'll never regret working out. It just, you'll Mm -hmm. never be like, Oh, I wish I wouldn't have gone on that jog or man, you know, that just, I didn't have time for that. And I feel like meal planning is the same thing. You're never going to regret going, Oh man, I wish I wouldn't have gotten organized and meal plan this week. So (laughs) just keep that in the back of your mind as we kind of go through this podcast and talk about some ways to really get a bit organized in figuring out what it is uh, and how it is that you feed yourself and your family. So for those who are new to meal planning, um, just a couple tips and things to remember. So there's there's nine here, uh, and, and I love each of these for different reasons. But uh, the first is look for recipes that aren't overly complicated, 30 minutes or less, especially mm-hmm. if you're fresh to this whole notion of meal planning. If And I'm guilty of this as well. If I whip open a cookbook and I'm like, ooh, that looks really good. Uh, yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would agree, Gina, but sometimes the time that recipes estimate for like prep and actual cooking, to me, they do not fully represent the time accounted for. Like, I don't know how these people chop vegetables, but uh, Mm -hmm. that can be time consuming. So I think it's one of those things to look at the actual ingredients, how they're prepared, and then read through the directions of the recipe to determine if that's truly a 30 minute meal for you. I would agree. I, I honestly never look at the estimated time. I go through the directions myself and kind of estimate it for myself because I know how fast I am. I know what kind of, sometimes I'll buy pre-chopped ingredients so that will take off some time. Mm -hmm. I would also say here, I agree with this 30 minutes or less, but I think also I'm a a huge fan of pressure cookers and slow cookers. So for example, I found a chili recipe where the prep is about 15 minutes, but overall it takes about six hours, but the prep is 15 minutes. All I have to do is 15 minutes of work. Then I put it in the slow cooker and go do whatever I want. And it's ready in four hours. But, you know, it might say four hours and 15 minutes on the time estimate, which doesn't mean you're going to be actually in the kitchen for that long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I'm a fan of those. It, the, it's really the prep. I want it to be 30 minutes or less. But if there's mm-hmm. more time in actually cooking, I'm okay with that. Yeah, agreed. I so. was try- I did some of that on when we got back from Seattle, um, and I'll talk a little bit more about how, you know, each of us approaches meal planning. Uh, but on Monday night, I was like, okay, get organized. So I don't even remember what I made that night. Mm, yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah. while it was cooking and kind of simmering on the stove, I was prepping marinade, chopping vegetables, chopping chicken for some kebabs later in the week. And I didn't mm-hmm. actually start marinating the chicken, but I put the marinade like in a separate container. So all I had to do day of was pour the marinade in the bag, mush it around to get all the pieces coated and off we went. And then the other mm-hmm. one was I prepped um, some meat to go like a ragu to go in the slow cooker and just, literally mm-hmm. just threw the entire slow cooker, like not the part that heats up, but like what is it called? Like the dish that goes in the there? liner? I don't know the heating liner. I don't know. Like I know the you're talking ceramic about. part, and just yeah. threw that in the fridge with the lid on. So I was able to literally do three meals in the time that one was cooking. Oh wow! And it made life for the week I a whole lot easier. To be like that, that's amazing. <laughs> <sighs> 
Gina, Gina. Um, <laughs> yeah, you make me sound like Wonder Woman, and it's just so oh, far well, from I the mean, truth. I'm sure I am not the only one. Like, I have never. I can't even imagine three. Even just cooking during the week, I, I don't even know how anyone has time to do that because of my schedule, which we can get into. But I just, I yeah, I'm. You anyway, guys have a tighter this is why schedule. You're hosting this. We do. We definitely do. Yeah. I, yes. That's a huge part of it. I, I think. And so on that note, if 30 minutes is too much, start with 20 minutes, start with 10 minutes. I mean, truly start with stuff that is doable for your schedule. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, how much time you have, if you don't have it, you don't have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, find what's going to work. Um, the second tip we have come to love the one pot wonders and skillets, mm-hmm. um, combination foods, save on time and dishes. So when I say combination foods, I think of having an all in one. So you might have something like a rice, a quinoa, a pasta with your protein and your vegetables kind of all in one. And then there's usually some type of a fat. So like an olive oil or, um, butter. I mean, there's usually something in there. So it's, it's truly kind of all in one. Do you like mm-hmm. those two? Oh, absolutely. We're not of our, I think I put it on the last, our healthy in a hurry podcast. Mm-hmm. My favorite, one of my favorite dishes to make in the winter or anytime is just the one pot pasta with meat yep. and cheese and veggie dish. It's my, and my kids love it. It's one pot, one thing gets dirty. So mm-hmm. yes, I'm all about that. And on the note of, of children, um, because I do, I do feel blessed to have children who eat just about anything or will try it. Don't um, get in the habit, I would say, with your kids of shying away from the combination foods because almost when they don't know what's in there, but they're willing to try it will lead to that as a habit for them. So, you know, right out of the gates with first foods, I would offer combination foods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, put, I would agree with that. put on their little tray, like a, a rice bean you know, mild salsa, whatever it is, but don't, you know, I think a lot of parents are like, okay, here's a dab of rice and here's a spoonful of beans and everything's kind of separated. And so then when Mm -hmm. kids later in life are introduced to combination foods, they're like, uh, what is that? Like it's unrecognizable Mm -hmm. to them. Uh, and so my recommendation would be throw combination foods into the mix early on. Yeah. You'll probably appreciate that at some point. Um, you as in our listeners, parents. Um, three, vary your proteins. Go vegetarian one night, seafood one night, poultry one night, red meat one night. You know, just just vary it. I think, and that will also help you to save on cost when it comes to mm-hmm. to meal planning. Uh, beans are a whole lot cheaper than halibut. <laughs> <laughs> just a tad. Just a tad. Um, <laughs> or shrimp or, yeah. Any, do, do you guys do a good job of varying your proteins, would you say? Oh gosh, we do. We do. I'm the, you know, Nick doesn't like seafood generally. He'll eat uh, like scallops and he'll eat shrimp and he'll eat cod, but I rarely do seafood unless it's uh, salmon and he doesn't like salmon. So Mm -hmm. I'm not very good at getting seafood Mm -hmm. in our diet. I'll get it at lunch at work, but rarely do I bring it home. The kids love shrimp though. So we'll, we'll do that, you know, a couple times a month. Uh, we do a lot of vegetarian. I do a lot of morning star burgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, we definitely vary our proteins for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think the tofu is one that Mark and I like, but the kids have been a little bit slower on the uptake, but I just kind of keep offering it at mm, my regular intervals. No, yeah. never tofu. Well, I shouldn't say we never, I used to do it a lot when I had a page, 
And I don't know why I've just, because I can't really eat tofu. I, I cannot, oh, yeah. you know, it's a FODMAP oh, yeah. major. Oh my gosh. It just gives me the worst belly ache. So it's not even worth it for me. I'm not going to make it and then yeah. not eat it. If, like, if I'm going to make something, I want it to be something that I want. You know, that's the great thing about being in control of what is, you know, is made in the kitchen is that you really are only making what you want to eat, generally speaking. So I rarely buy tofu. If anything, I'll buy tempeh because I feel like tempeh uh-huh. does a little bit better. Um, yeah. my, my body handles it a little bit better. And I think it's easier to, to prep and it's more like meat, the texture. So you probably know more about this. Mark and I were discussing this last night on our date night. Wonder Burger and uh, The Impossible. What is Oh, the- you mean Beyond Burger? Oh, yeah. Beyond. What did I call mm-hmm. it? Wonder? Wonder? I don't know. Uh, Beyond. (laughs) Beyond and Impossible, right? Those Uh are the two. What is the main ingredient in that? Oh, geez. I, oh gosh. I should know this because we serve both of these at the school where I work and I'm in charge of looking at all the ingredients. Oh, that's okay. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Are they FODMAP friendly? They are FODMAP friendly. Okay. So uh, I have not, it depends on which stage of the FODMAP process that you're in. If you're in the Mm -hmm. elimination stage, I would say no. But for me, I can eat them because they have a little bit of a lot of things. I think they do have some soy in them, um, but it's not enough to affect me. It seems to be okay for me. So I think the main ingredient is soy. Mm -hmm. I want to say, I don't know that for a fact. I I would guess so. We could Google yeah. it quickly. I was just yeah. wondering because we were, Mark said he had read an article, I think it was in Bloomberg Bloomberg Business Week, and uh-huh. he said that that is expected to replace a large portion of the beef kind of market share. Mm-hmm. And it is oh, really yeah. good. They're doing, oh, they're doing really well. I think that they're selling them at uh, White Castle. Yes. Oh, interesting. Well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess their stock's up like 500%. So for those looking they're for tasty. ways to go vegetarian, check out, what was it, Impossible? Impossible Burger, Beyond Burger. They're very yeah. much the same. Yeah. Competitors for sure. Um, yep. Number four, plan to repurpose leftovers for meals later in the week. So whether that's like shredded chicken, ground beef, uh, just plan to plan on that. So if you're grilling chicken, you know, maybe you double it and then repurpose that leftover in a second meal to really cut down on your prep time. Um, mm. So just kind of think, think, think of that when you're going to meal plan. Um, include leftovers as a part of your meal planning, uh, purchase or have on hand, like microwave safe food containers that can be prepared. So the bento boxes that you put in our last episode, that would be Mm -hmm. perfect for these. Um, and then right after the meal, before you put everything away, literally just pack it all up in those bento boxes or, you know, your Tupperware of choice. And that way you have that ready to go for the week. So meal planning need not include cooking every night. It, Meal planning is a plan. <laughs> so right. I, I think that's an important kind of, yeah, just just note there. Uh-huh. Um, number six, meal planning is a habit. So we already talked about that. Like any good habit takes consistency before it's habitual. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Number seven, don't be boring. I think this is one that... I do a really good job of boring leads to burnout. So we're going to talk later about some of our favorite places for inspiration. But do you... What, how do you guys approach like getting in food slumps and just like, oh, nothing sounds good? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here's what we actually do. Whenever I'm in a food slump, I'm going to admit to this, is when I usually say, okay, we are getting carryout tonight. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I'm just either just sick of coming home and prepping something. And, or I just don't know what to prep. Even though I've written out ideas for the week, I just... 
nothing sounds good. We have a place down the street that's in a, like a little Italian carryout that my, everyone loves and it's not too expensive. And I'll just pick it up. Or I'll even stop at uh, Wendy's, true story, and pick up a couple chilies and get a baked potato and mm -hmm. just, you know, throw something like that on the table. And the kids generally will gobble it down. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what happens when we're in a food slump. Yeah. Truth be I, told. Yeah. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually did that last week. We have this veggie van that is coming down from Grand Rapids and it's a great, it's, it's a joint effort with the YMCA and you basically give out a bag of fresh local like fruits and vegetables with a bunch of uh, recipes. We were doing a cooking demo for it. But when I left there after chopping pico de gallo, for three hours, I was like, oh my gosh. Like it was 7 p.m. I was like, I can't. Like Mark's like, the kids have not eaten. I was like, I'm going to Culver's. <laughs> and yeah. the irony of it is just not lost on me at all. I was like, what is going on? Oh, um, I work with so many chefs who tell me they go home and they they don't cook. And you know, that yeah. is very ironic. You know, you're a chef. You would think that mm -hmm. you would for you know, at least you would cook for your family, but why would they want to? They've been cooking all day long and prepping and chopping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I get it. I do. Especially having worked in the in the operations for the last two weeks and been mm -hmm. around food. If I see another piece of bacon, oh my gosh, I'm gonna scream. I just pan up bacon all day or biscuits mm, or send it my way. Oh my really gosh. <laughs> Mark made turkey bacon yesterday. Not the same. Not the same. I know. It really isn't. It's what we buy, but yeah. Yeah. We we do both. Um, all right, number eight. Make what you like and find ways to increase the healthfulness. Healthfulness? Mm -hmm. Is that a word? It I is now. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So for example, increase the vegetables or lean proteins, swap the saturated fat for unsaturated. So like if a recipe calls for butter, maybe olive oil could be swapped in mm -hmm. using less cheese or a low fat dairy option. If like a pot, like a one pot dish calls for just regular pasta, I'll always swap in like a whole wheat. It'll probably require mm -hmm. another two or three minutes of cook time, but overall that's an easy swap. So there's or ways. even half whole wheat and half regular yeah, sometimes. Totally. Sometimes the you know full 100% whole wheat noodles, they the kids just won't eat it. So I'll do half and half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or yep. white whole wheat. I think they have that in pasta too. I think number that 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 what a tip. I guess we're calling it make what mm -hmm. you like and just make it healthier. Mm -hmm. There are so the, the 100% that is what my blog and cookbooks have been focused on. It, it's I am not I didn't, I'm not culinary. Like I'm not trained. Um, right. I just know what I like to eat and I can find a recipe just like anyone else out there. And then I just completely change it to be what it is that we want, whether that's making mm -hmm. it healthier, making it more spicy, less spicy, more salt, less salt, like whatever it is, you can always adapt a recipe. So to, to make it your own and healthier, I mean, whatever it is, cook faster, um, like next week I'm doing a cooking demo and it calls for quinoa. And rather than schlepping a hot plate and all of this into a power nuclear plant to do this um, <laughs> presentation for the staff, I'm like, these people would love like the 90 second microwave, microwavable quinoas that are already prepared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like why not? Like that's a per, and I was like, is that kind of cheating? And then I thought, no, it's really not because that's what people want. Like they want right. quick and easy and- so there's lots of ways to adapt to make things fit your meal planning. Mm -hmm. Okay. And lastly, write it down. Look at it before 5 p.m. A meal plan that is so loose in your head that you're going to forget it, that's not a plan. Um, right. Just keep it front and center. Uh, maybe, you know, I post it on my blog. Do you guys write it down anywhere? I do. I have a like a magnet 
uh, notepad that's on my refrigerator that I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Now, do I always look at it? I do not always look at it, but I write it every Sunday and it's there. I generally look at it in the morning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just helpful for everybody to kind of have a know about what's going on in, in, mm-hmm. in the family unit. Uh, so just real quick, types of meal prepping. So this isn't planning, but the actual preparation of so fully prepared meals, um, they are ready to go. So something like leftovers would be fully prepared, including those types of things, life-saving, right? Especially on busy weeks. There's also batch cooking. So making multiple meals or portions and then storing them for later. And this can include freezing them. So think of that when you're, when you if you've got like a weekend, oh, you're like, oh, I've got nothing going on this weekend. Think about what are the things that you use a lot of um, throughout the week or maybe in the months to come, like for us, shredded chicken, we use that all the time or diced mm-hmm. up chicken, or if I'm making homemade broth, which is rare, but, um, think about those kinds of things, uh, and, and kind of plan ahead a little bit when you have the time. And then probably the one that's most helpful for me is the ingredient prep. So either on the weekends or an evening when you have time, or if you know, you're not going to have time later in the week, go ahead and chop your, ing- your, produce um, and kind of read the recipe. So if all the peppers and onions can be added to the recipe at the same time, throw those in a bag together. Um, Like I said earlier in the podcast, you know, a marinade, I threw all of that together, shook it up in a little container and just stored it in the fridge. Um, Spice mixtures. So I love, especially we love Mexican food. So things like onion powder and garlic powder, chili powder, cumin, all of those things, mm, paprika. Mm-hmm. I can mix all of those ahead or even make your own, making your own taco seasoning or fajita seasoning. I'll do that and make a ton of it at once, like a cup that I know I can just pull out of my spice cabinet, measure, you know, pull out a couple, a tablespoon or two or whatever I need. And then it's already done. Yeah. Um, so ingredient prep when you've got the time is going to cut down on the preparation time, big time. Um, any other ingredient prep that you can think of? Honestly, so I obviously take full advantage advantage of your weekends or mm-hmm. whatever free time you have, generally speaking. But I, our meal planning is kind of flip-flopped, you and I. So I do all my prep for, like, I make my meals on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I don't really do much prep during the week. But I will say, since I've been waking up earlier in the morning, I have been doing some meal prep in the mornings for evening meals more so. Uh-huh. So for example, when I said the 15 to 30 minute meals for slow cookers, so sometimes in the morning what I will do is I'll take 15 or 20 minutes and I'll prep something and I'll put it in the slow cooker for after work, which I never used to do before, but I've been doing that. I did it once, but it wasn't bad. So I can see myself doing that more often. You survived. <laughs> and it was delicious. So yeah, and I lived to to tell the tale and the family ate it and it was it was perfect really i mean that's the kind of recipes i love i love is there nothing recipes. more satisfying than knowing your dinner is in the crock pot and you have nothing to do when you get home i i love that so much and you're going to wa- walk into a delicious smell hopefully yes and yeah you don't have to do anything other than serve it up and wash that one slow cooker pot whatever it's called the heating element <laughs> <laughs> and mine does awesome in the in the uh dishwasher I just throw that sucker in there and it comes out perfect every time. Yeah. Yeah. I usually hand wash it only because I hate how large it is and it takes mm-hmm. up all the dishwasher and then I have to run it and mm. you're a better <laughs> person than I. <laughs> no, I'm just lazy. I, I literally hate emptying the dishwasher. I hate it. Yeah. It is my least favorite chore. It's always been so. Interesting. 
Yeah. All right. So moving on to some discussion questions. Uh, I, I I like this one. I, I basically added this for Nick. Um, how long do you consider leftovers, quote unquote, safe for? Okay. So personally, I use the smell test. If it doesn't smell right, I'll toss it. But I also, okay. So, you know, you mentioned Nick. So Nick is, I think that in another life, he was a, like an FDA, not FDA, um, he was like a local health inspector. Um, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, he could probably still do that for sure. He is very much on me when it comes to anything regarding food safety. So time, temperature, whatever it is. So generally, if, if something is in the fridge for more than, you know, I would say a week, you know, six to seven days, he will, there's no way he'd eat it. He'll toss it. He'll think I'm crazy for eating it if I want to eat it. So I would say kind of like you, anywhere from four to seven days, generally. Mm-hmm. What about you? Like, would you eat salmon after six days? Again, I mean, I would probably just, if it doesn't smell right, no, but I, I would probably eat it after six days. I, what I typically do is I also have a list of foods. So I, this is crazy. I, I'm all about lists. Cooked but I'll have salmon. A, co- oh yeah, for sure. Cooked. If it okay. was, if it was raw, probably not. Yeah. I definitely look at the dates on the, mm-hmm. on the wrapper. So I have lists of, of leftover food on my refrigerator and that it's also kind of plays a role in my meal planning and I have it listed as to when it's supposed to be eaten by. So I always write dates on things. Like when I open a jar of sauce, I'll write the date when I, when I opened it mm-hmm. on there. Uh, cause sometimes we have multiple jars of sauce. I'm like, wait, which ones did I open first? It's, it gets ridiculous. So I usually have a list of leftovers on my refrigerator and when I, when it was made. So that's how I kind of keep track of, you know, first in, first out type things. So, but yeah, generally about, you know, anywhere from four to seven days, depending on the food. But I would probably eat cooked salmon if it was in there for seven days, as long as it smelled okay and looked okay and tasted okay. I'll take a little, I'll take a little bite sometimes and see how it tastes. The other day I opened up the, uh, our deli drawer and there was deli meat in there that I had just purchased probably four or five days earlier. Generally deli meat will last at least a week. I took a little bite and it just didn't taste right. So if I'm even a little bit skeptical, I will toss it. And I tossed probably a half a pound of deli meat. It was really sad, but what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I use my taster. In our show notes, we're going to post an FDA refrigerator and freezer storage chart. And I know that sounds crazy, but I actually learned a couple things. It's I think it's good. Yeah. It, it's helpful and it's very concise and I think, I think people like it. Yeah. We're like a week. I shouldn't say we, I am like a week on leftovers. Mm -hmm. Mark is a freak about it. He'll toss anything. I'm like, Ah. dude, do not toss that. I am going to eat that in like three days. (laughs) 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 And he just rolls his eyes and moves along. So, um, I might like heat it up an extra 30 seconds just to kill some extra bacteria, but, um, yeah. All right, Gina, where do you look for food inspiration or Mm. recipe ideas? Mm. I have lots of cookbooks, mm-hmm. but I will say I'm a big fan of, I will take, you know, five minutes and I will just type in, I'm not even kidding. I'll type in simple or easy, whatever it is, slow cooker or chili, for example, which I did the other day. And I'll just print out a couple recipes for, you know, the month. Um, and so generally online for sure. Mm-hmm. I I love allrecipes.com. I love cooking light and I like blogs. You know, I, I I even go to my blog sometimes. I only post blog recipes 
that are easy and that have been approved by myself and my family. So if I know that those are winners, I'll just go and I'll look up a, a recipe on my blog. I also like to, if I'm, I don't always print them off. Oftentimes I'll just kind of bookmark it and then bring it up on my, my uh, iPad in the kitchen, which is another way I, I look at recipes. I'm not, I have a lot of cookbooks, but I don't normally use them because they're just, I don't know. They're just so not cool anymore. But I also use my cookbooks that I have. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of, a lot of ways, anything that's easy is, that is the key. Easy, simple, always. One that I had on my list that you didn't have on yours was Pinterest. Mm -hmm. I never go to Pinterest. No, never. It overwhelms me. I hate Pinterest. I can't go on it. I look and I'm like, oh wow, I'm inept. I feel like I am not a good person when I go on there. It really affects me. I cannot go on Pinterest. Yeah. That's interesting. And plus- yeah, I I don't understand the difference between just searching something on the internet and searching it on Pinterest. Like what what is the difference? I'm I feel like when I go onto Pinterest, search a recipe, I just get sucked into whatever else I see versus the internet, I can just go type it in mm-hmm. and I get a million things. I don't I don't need to see beautiful pictures. I don't need to see what people are doing for their craft over Halloween. I don't need to see the special unique things they pack in kids lunches. I hate Pinterest done. <laughs> Mike <laughs> dropped. Okay. <laughs> that is so, so you funny. Like Pinterest. What do you like about Pinterest? Well, well, now I'm questioning why I do. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. just a huge time suck. Um, I think the difference about Pinterest perhaps is in who you follow. So I follow most food blogs that I like. And so it's, it's almost, uh, what was it back in the day you like that you had like blog readers where you almost like subscribed through a different website that more mm-hmm. or less kept you up to date in all of the new content that was being pushed out from your favorite places. So right. rather than like, I'm going to candidrd.com and preventionrd.com and blah, 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 blah.com. It, you just went to like blog spot. I don't know what it was, but like you just <sighs> went to this website and it had all the content there for you. So I think yes, of Pinterest as a yes, little bit like that. that. Okay. But then, but how is that any different than just typing? Well, okay, I so love I guess the automatically, pictures. Okay, I think Pinterest yeah. is all about the visual. Yeah, which I don't, I guess I'm not really drawn to pictures as much. I mean, obviously I like a good food photo, but then I just get frustrated because I know that they, you know, organize this photo to make mm-hmm. it look beautiful yeah, and nice and perfect. It's not, I don't, need to see that photo in order for me to choose that item. That's so I interesting. I think most people are very unlike that. Yeah. At least if they're oh, on clearly. Pinterest. <laughs> I know Pinterest mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, yeah. So I'm, I do love Pinterest. In addition, mm-hmm. I do love cookbooks. So some of my favorites, and I'll link them in the show notes, but I really like Magnolia Table. Um, their mm-hmm. chicken and wild rice soup is the best I've ever made. Um, it has a lot of salt in it. I cut down on the salt, but other than that, I think I made it like as word for word, uh, William Sonoma weeknight, fresh and fast and fresh. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then despite the name skinny taste, I hate that, but one and done. I really (laughs) do like her cookbook. Um, that one is good. And it's for like air fryers, slow cookers, uh, one pot dishes. I really like that. And then also Instagram, although Instagram is going to a lot more video. Don't like that. Do I sneeze on every podcast? Jeez. Um, Was that a sneeze? Yeah, but I like went way, like as far as I could from the mic. Oh my gosh. My my sneezes are so loud. I scare my children. 
That's so funny. All right. Anyway. (laughs) All right. So when do you meal plan and what's your Mm -hmm. routine? Okay. So here's my routine. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. So every weekend I look ahead to the next week. So I I usually place my grocery order because I order online, which we'll talk about in a second, on Monday or Tuesday. So knowing that, I look ahead to the next weekend and think to myself, okay, what am I going to make next weekend for the following week, basically? So like this weekend, I'm looking at next weekend. So I've already picked out two recipes to make next weekend. So I'm making my butternut squash lasagna, which will be, you know, it's a a casserole. So it'll last several days. We're not going to be able to eat that all in one sitting, that's for sure. And then I'm probably going to make something simple like tacos. I haven't decided yet, but anyway, or burgers. I don't know. So I will put all the ingredients on my grocery list and then, you know, place my order on Monday or Tuesday. So then for for this coming week, this next Monday through Friday, I will also this weekend write out, based on what I'm making this weekend, I will make out write out my meal plan for this week. So I will incorporate the chili that I'm making and cornbread. Um, I'm also actually this weekend I'm making tacos. I bought little white corn tortillas and uh, avocado and all that. So I'll probably incorporate some of those ingredients. We'll make avocado toast. I got some. Uh, a coworker gave me some of her farm fresh from her from her farm actually eggs. So we'll incorporate that. So every week I'm looking at the next weekend's recipes. So I plan that out. And then I base whatever I made this weekend. um, I I use that to incorporate into my meal plan for this week. So it's a little bit complicated, but it makes sense to me. So I write it all Mm -hmm. out Monday through Friday of this next week, what I'm going to be making. That's how I meal plan. Um, yeah, mine is more like on the weekends. Like I start to formulate a plan on Saturday and then by Sunday afternoon, usually cause we have hockey Sunday evening, we have grocery shopped and often we'll do that as a family because <laughs> I can't trust Mark to go to the grocery store. If I do, oh, it's yeah. like we're on FaceTime the whole time. And I got a text from somebody <laughs> and who was like, I just saw your husband in Aldi and it looked like he was struggling. <laughs> I was like, oh geez. <laughs> um, it's, oh it's a cluster funny. if he goes, uh, but yeah, usually Saturday I'm thinking, Sunday, I'm actually planning um, yeah, Saturday if I'm really on it. So what I do is I choose three to four meals or recipes that are planned out and shopped for. And because I still blog um, a goal of three times a week, it's usually one to two, two most most often. I, I try and aim for like two new recipes uh, a week that I'm going mm-hmm. to make and photograph. And photographing, that's a whole new element during the whole evening routine. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Can I um, ask you something, Nicole? Yeah. Do you think, and I'll be honest, and I think Mark alluded to this when you interviewed him on one of our podcasts, do you think that you having a blog is really what motivates you to meal meal plan as much as you do and make as many things? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So if you didn't have a blog, do you think that you would, I mean, you just said you make four recipes a week? No, no. Well, I may I plan three to four meals. That does not mean it's something new. So like my kids okay. love tacos. So usually a couple times a month at least we'll have tacos. Okay. Like that. Okay. I'm not gonna blog like it's ground beef and taco seasoning. I you know, <laughs> there's nothing to blog. Um right. but yeah, I, I think it goes back to one of the tips though, too, is for me personally, I I, I passionately love food. I mean, I get yeah. excited about food. And if I were eating the same thing every day or every week mm-hmm. or every month, I would get so bored. I feel like for me, that's when I'd be like, oh, yep, we're doing pizza delivery tonight. And tomorrow night, it's going to be Chinese. And the night after that, we're going to go out for whatever, sushi. I mean, it, for me, it would just morph into a habit of not having a plan. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a, I do think it's a little bit of both. 
Okay. But it was actually meal planning and this whole process that got me into blogging. Okay. Because when we got married for the first time, I was like, oh, like I have this person. Like I just kind of fell into that role as the the cook in the house. And I was like, it was just more fun to cook for more mouths. I don't know. Okay. Okay. And now I feel I'm very passionate, obviously, about childhood nutrition. And so for me, I think making food special for my kids is a priority. Right. Okay. And, and and I just, I hate to say it, but like Piper's a snob. Like she mm-hmm. loves food. I mean, you should have seen this girl tear up that ragu that I put in the crock pot this week. She ate like an adult portion of it. <laughs> and she just licks her lips. I mean, she gets into her food. Like she loves it. And I mean, seeing that just like is so warming to my heart. Like I just love cooking for that kid. I mean, that is a joy in my life and I want to take advantage. It is like, I just, to me, that is just the best. I want to enjoy it because she'll probably be like Shay and getting pickier by the day. So Mm -hmm. choosier, not to say it's picky, right? Choosier by Mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So yes, I think it's a combination of, would I necessarily try all sorts of new recipes? I would probably go back into my reserves, like I don't even know. There's like 2,000 recipes or more, 2,200 recipes on my blog. I would probably mm-hmm. go back to our favorites and be like, hey, I'm going to make this one again. And I should do more of that as is. Yeah. That's a that's a great goal. I'm going to yeah. add that to my to my 2019 second half goals is to kind of <laughs> go back in the reserves and find some stuff. But yeah, I think for me, it's like having a plan, making a grocery list off of that, shopping for it. Um, and planning one week at a time. So usually I'll plan to cook Sunday through Thursday and then leave Friday and Saturday really loose. And Mm -hmm. by planning and cooking Sunday through Thursday, so that's five nights, I would probably actually cook three to four of those. The other, other one to two would be leftovers, or maybe we plan to go out or something, or, or we're just busy. You know, it's like, we all, we're, this is what we're doing. It's going to be kind of muscos or, uh, but knowing that ahead of time. Right. Okay. And I think we're, we're not quite as busy as some other families. Like I know, you know, families who have kids who are in organized activities every day after school, I dread those days. Like, how Mm. do you do it? I mean, when your kid is in an organized sport from like five to 8 PM every day, Mm-hmm. How does that work? It's gonna happen, most likely. I Something. Know. Even it doesn't even have to be a sport. It could be a, I don't I know. Mean, yeah. Music, dance, music, who knows? Yeah, exactly. It's whew, that's a lot to think about. Um yeah. yeah, so that's I'm I'm a weekend planner though. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. So Gina, do you utilize grocery delivery? You talked about this a little bit, or pickup. And mm-hmm. if so, would you recommend? Oh my gosh. I it is the one thing that has kept me sane. I and here's the thing, I love grocery shopping. And even the other day, I was so sad. Paige was like, when are we gonna go grocery shopping again? <laughs> <laughs> because she also loves to go with me. She always gets a sucker and she gets an olive at the olive bar. Oh my gosh, I I I always utilize it. So every week I either use our local giant eagle, they have a curbside pickup, mm-hmm. or I'll go, I'll do, which is my new favorite, the Walmart. They have a great app that is so user-friendly and you can edit it throughout the week. So I'll place my order on my on the app on my phone on like a Monday or Tuesday, but I don't get it until Friday. I don't pick up or have it delivered mm-hmm. until Friday. So I'm usually editing throughout the entire week. Like, oh, okay, wait, we need eggs or we need cheese or we yep. need Benadryl, whatever. It is. So that is, it's so user friendly. It's really and like your grocery list. 
Yeah, just exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go to, you know, your previous order, which generally speaking, I would say 80% of the things I order on a weekly basis are the same. So it's nice. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to write out a list, basically. I do still have a list of things that we need. But it's only, I think, $6 for delivery. And then they asked you to leave a tip, which I always obviously feel obligated to leave a tip, which is fine. So it ends up being an extra 8 to $10. Okay. So worth it. Uh, what else was I going to say about that? Um, yeah. So yes, to answer your question, I absolutely do utilize pickup or delivery. The one downside I will say about the delivery is they, they don't deliver alcohol. So yeah. So that's a, I would say a huge downside because I generally like to get, I will get one or two bottles of wine a week just to kind of have around, like I'll probably go through a bottle a week. Does that, that that sounds ridiculous. It's like five servings. So my mom will come over sometimes. I know that's not like, oh my gosh. For wine drinkers, that doesn't sound crazy. <laughs> so I probably have, I think we talked about this, like a glass of wine or, or two yeah. on Friday and then a glass on Saturday. Then my dad or my, you know, my dad's wife, Paula will come over and have a glass or my mom. She always likes to have a glass with me when she comes over. So yeah, we generally get, you know, like a bottle of red wine. Nick doesn't drink. So or we get beer for when my dad actually drinks beer when he comes over and he gets really angry if there's no beer in the house. So <laughs> <laughs> listen to me. Um, but yeah, we, they won't deliver alcohol, which is really unfortunate, but I get it. I, it makes sense to me. So on those weeks when I need to get some alcohol, I'll either just stop on my way home and get it or- <laughs> On those weeks, I need some alcohol. I love it. <laughs> which Best is every week. <laughs> So yesterday they delivered it. They delivered our groceries and I just, um, and with no alcohol, obviously. So I just stopped at the grocery store on the way home and picked up a bottle of wine for, for last night. So, so yeah, I, it, that's an unfortunate, but let me tell you, it is, yes, I utilize that service and I don't think I will ever not. But since Paige said that to me, I probably will make a goal to, you know, go grocery shopping, maybe to Trader Joe's or somewhere kind of unique with her in the next few weeks because she clearly enjoys it and I enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. So it, I kind of miss, I do miss it. I miss that. Yeah. See, we don't have Trader Joe's near us. So our options are all crap. I shouldn't say that, mm-hmm. um, but it makes it a lot easier to use a grocery delivery service. So yes, we, we usually do like two times a month of like big trips at Aldi. Cause um, if I haven't said it on the podcast yet, I do have a LaCroix addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, Ditto. <laughs> My whole family does. It's bad. I mean, just schlepping soda and everything. And I shouldn't say soda, like carbonated beverages. Um, That's, we don't, Walmart drinks a little bit of soda, but not diet soda. Anyway, that's him. Yeah. Um, yeah. LaCroix though, I mean, it weighs a lot and it costs more unshipped. So we'll go to like Aldi. I love their off brand and they usually have um like the combo uh, LaCroix, like the cherry lime. That one's mm-hmm. my favorite. Um, so we'll do like a big trip twice a month. And then we'll do like once every four to six weeks, like a big trip to Meyer for some, which I think Meyer is kind of local-ish to the Midwest. Is that true? Do you guys have Meyer? Isn't Meyer based in Michigan? It is. Or isn't, isn't, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, did you just say that? I'm sorry. No, but like it, it's, I would say it's a, 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 Step above a Walmart as far as like I would reputation, uh, but I think it's just specific to the Midwest. So if you're not in yeah. the Midwest, Meyer's kind of kind of like a Walmart where it's 
kind of got everything. So yes. we'll do like our toiletries from there, like vitamins, all that kind of stuff. Cause when I order it on shipped, which is, um, Myers grocery delivery, mm-hmm. those things are just way more expensive. So Mm. you know, price compare. So you aren't wasting money, but the convenience factor is huge. Yeah. And then the rest of the time I'll, it's not uncommon that I even place two shipped orders in a week because unique to shipped at least, uh, separate from Walmart is that you pay an annual subscription. So I think it's $39. And as long as your order is $35 or more, it's free delivery. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you know, I drink you know, Starbucks coffee, like the ice. I mean, one of those is $5. So if I just want to stock up, I'll get three of those or whatever. And then the couple of things I need, it's usually $35. Okay. And they will deliver alcohol and and they will, um, bring them into your home. Oh, or if you're not there, they will leave them outside. It's happened before where they're like running late or running early. And I'm like, I'm not there. Just leave them on the, uh, leave them on the front porch. So yeah. See, they don't at Walmart, they don't bring them inside. So that's, which is kind of a pain, but not really. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But All that's right. a nice bonus. I love it. Yeah. That's if you haven't if you haven't opened that can of worms, that's one you want to open. <laughs> yeah, agreed. hundred percent. Yes. All right, Gina. If you make a meal that your kids won't eat, what's your backup, mm-hmm. if anything? Yeah. So I always have a backup plan. I will say Cameron is the most choosy of all choosy eaters I've ever met in my entire life. I mean, I don't know that many kids, but yeah, he is. Paige, you were saying that you're afraid that Shay is is the choosy one of your two kids and that you're afraid that Piper might become that soon. Mm -hmm. Well, Paige was definitely, she went through a a choosy stage when she was about three and it lasted probably about six months. Now she'll generally eat whatever I make her. She definitely has her opinions, but she is definitely going through a growth, growth spurt. She's eating so well lately and I'm just so happy about it. Cameron... Oh my gosh, he, oh, I I don't even want to get into it. But anyway, so I do always have a backup. That being said, I do ask them to try whatever it is that I make, but I do not force it. So I will say once, maybe twice, hey, try this, see if you like it. If they say no a couple of times, I am not going to say anything like, you can't leave the table until you try it. Nothing like that. But if they don't want to try what I've made, I will offer them one other option. So like a morning star veggie burger or, you know, leftover pizza. I do not let them choose. I will tell them what it's going to be. So I don't want to get into the habit of saying, okay, you don't want to eat this. Well, what would you like me to make for you? It's never like that. It's okay. You don't want to eat this. That's fine. I'll, you're going to have this instead. And that's it. It's something that I know that they'll eat. Uh, and, and that's what they're going to get. So I'm not going to get into the habit of being a short order cook. And okay, so generally, so generally my kids will try everything I make, which I'm really proud of them for that. So that's great. I will say if they've already said they don't want to try something, it, it looks yucky. Even if they do try it, they generally will tell me they don't like it. So I don't know if it's because they just, they're stubborn and they're just, they want to prove that they were right and they weren't going to like it or whether they just don't really like it. It doesn't really matter. But I try to get around that by having them help me with the meals. And when I say them, I shouldn't say them. Cameron really isn't at that stage quite yet. But Paige, I'll try to incorporate her into the prep and, you know, creation of whatever recipe I'm making as much as possible. So she's got a vested interest in whatever it is that's going to go on her plate. So that's usually very helpful. So therefore, she tends to try things and generally eat them, I would say. 
so does that answer the question? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's yeah. great. And I don't make as many things as you do. So, and, and I also tend to stick with similar things. I'm, I'm really trying to get into new fun things as much as possible. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a creature of habit and I'm, and I'm trying to kind of spread my wings in the kitchen as much as possible. You always have a new mom win or favorite new product. So I, I, I think do. you do a great job of trying new things. <laughs> I, I buy things that are unique, but I'm not always making unique things, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, similar, I would say, I usually just plan on them. I don't want to say plan for the worst, but I kind of plan that they're not necessarily going to love what's for dinner. Um, just assuming the worst. And so I'll definitely incorporate something within the meal that I know they'll enjoy. Um, so there's, uh, I want to avoid the expectation that there will be an alternative. Uh, but if that doesn't work, my default is to fruit, uh, a serving of fresh okay. fruit, or that's kind of the, um, cause my kids like fruit, but they, they're not like, they wouldn't plow through like a watermelon or anything. Like, I feel like some kids really would, but, um, and so like, for example, we, we did those chicken kebabs with like, I know they like bell pepper um, and it had red onion. It was really yummy marinade. And they ate that some. Um, then I served it with like pita and hummus and uh, cucumbers, which I know they love cucumbers. So I was like, okay, they're getting in a vegetable, even if it's not the peppers and onions, cause it's grilled, they will right. eat that. Uh, and then Piper likes some, but they had the bread. So I feel like there was something and they do, they did eat some of the chicken. So it was kind of like a piece together. Um, just, just a, for example, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like okay. if I were serving a one pot, like Mexican skillet or something. And I, if I wasn't sure that they would eat it or not, I might like add some extra cheese on like just their serving so that mm-hmm. they see that and then maybe serve it with <laughs> yeah. a side of avocado. Okay. Yeah. Something that kind of jives with a meal, but is an addition to. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And, and, and kind of to go back on what I said, I don't, I don't have like a standard backup for when mm-hmm. my kids don't, because if I had a standard, then they would always know what the option is. And they'd mm-hmm. always say, do I want this? Or do I want, you know, the grilled cheese that I know mom always makes? It's yeah. always different. So they're, ne- they're never going to know what, what I'm going to offer them instead. Uh, so, and I usually don't tell them until they've made their decision whether or not they're going to try what I made. Because mm-hmm. if I tell them, they'll have that in mind and they're going to say, well, okay, so I can either have that or try this. So yeah, I, I really kind of wait till the last minute to offer them something else and it's always different and it's one thing. So yeah. All right. All right, girl. What are your mom wins or favorite okay, new so products? I don't have any mom wins, but I will say two things. So have you tried the new nut butter Chobani yogurts? No. Okay. So they were on sale, I think, for a dollar a couple of weeks ago. And so, of course, I, I stocked up. I actually only got – I didn't realize I was getting this, but I only got the plain. So basically what it is, if, if you can imagine a yogurt cup with fruit at the bottom, instead of that, it's yogurt with – almond butter, or I believe they also have peanut butter at the bottom, mm. which I was super excited to try because I always add peanut butter and almond butter to my yogurt. That's like my thing. I'll add peanut butter or almond butter and swirl it around and then maybe add a protein powder or frozen berries, whatever it is. So I was very excited to try this. I will say I, it, it wasn't as good as I was hoping. It was a very, very thin layer of almond butter, and it actually didn't even affect the nutritional. So 
The nutrition facts are very similar and actually a little bit more sugar than regular Greek yogurt. So, which, you know, what is regular anymore? It, it all varies. So I had the plain with almond butter and it basically was the exact same protein and sugar as just the uh, like the strawberry hint of or the cherry hint of. So, and actually a, a tiny little bit more sugar, which I didn't love. So I guess the moral of the story is it's worth trying. I thought it, I, I will probably try more flavors to see if it was just because it was the plain variety that I didn't like it. I want to try maybe like a vanilla or another flavor to see if that's a little bit better. It probably has more sugar in it, but when you eat plain Greek yogurt, you're going to add other stuff to it anyway. No one just eats straight up plain Greek yogurt. It's like eating sour cream by the spoonful. That's gross. Mm -hmm. uh, me personally, I probably shouldn't say that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe people do eat plain Greek yogurt by the, by itself. I just do not enjoy that flavor. So I think it's worth trying. Uh, I'm going to try some other flavors and see see if I like them a little bit better. I do wish they had more almond butter in, at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So, Tabani, if you're listening, add some more almond butter. Or just add your own. No big deal. I love the concept, though. I do, too. I think it's I think it's great. And, I, I, yeah, I think I think that they could go a little bit further with it. But I'm excited to see if they're at, if they're at Fancy so we can chat about it with them. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and maybe we can try new flavors. You. Yeah, yeah. And I bet they'll have all their new flavors out so we can try them all. Also, you know, it's fall, so canned pumpkin. Um, I don't know how my kids, my kids love just straight up canned pumpkin in a cup with a spoon. Sometimes I'll add nutmeg or cinnamon, but they don't even necessarily want that. They just eat straight up canned pumpkin. And that is something I will give to them with their dinner or for a late night snack, or I'll even put it in their lunchbox and they Ooh. will eat it up. So I friends. don't think my kids would do that. But as you're saying this, we have some Cool yeah. Whip. In our uh -huh. fridge, I could mix pumpkin with a little bit of Cool Whip or like vanilla yogurt. Yeah. And I bet yeah. it would be really good. Mm -hmm. Ooh, inspiration. Try it. Okay. Yep. That's going to be snack you? today. All right. So I do have a product that I want to talk about. It's avocado salsa. We got it from Sam's Club, I want to say. It was Sam's Club or Costco, but I think it was Sam's Club. Okay. Hmm, was it? Shoot. Well, anyway, it, <sighs> the ingredients, I love it. Tomatillos, avocado, water, jalapeno, cilantro, sea salt, and garlic. That was oh. it. Um, yeah. And two pounds uh, of it <laughs> stayed in the fridge about two months. Oh uh, I just tossed it yesterday. We didn't even get through it all, which isn't super surprising, but Wait, regretfully. opened? Yeah. It stayed I mean, in two pounds? Opened? Two months? Well, I did the smell test. I don't know. It wasn't, I just, I'm picturing, I guess there was vitamin C in there, so it didn't get real brown. I could just feel, I feel like no, it, it didn't brown get brown and gross. Nope. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But those were the only ingredients. Yeah. that sounds really Yeah. Good. It was questionable at the end, I'm sure. <laughs> but I would say six weeks for sure. Cause we had it like two and a half months and I just tossed it. Okay. Oh, gosh, yeah, um, but two calories of it was two, uh, or I'm sorry, two tablespoons of it was 20 calories, but it did have mm -hmm. 160 milligrams of sodium, which is mm -hmm. high for two tablespoons. That is, that's really um, high. Yeah. But I said it was worth it. Oh gosh. Yeah. I could see that on a piece of toast with egg on top Ooh, and then top it with that. Yeah. That's how I would eat that. Or yeah. it, what I should have done with the leftovers is literally thrown it in the crock pot with some chicken mm, and just let yes. it slow cooked and then made like enchiladas out of that. Yeah. See, I do that with salsa. I don't know though. What, how would the avocado do in a slow cooker? I think it was way more tomatillo than avocado. I mean, especially okay. based on the nutrition. And it was only a, a right. gram and a, uh, one one point five grams of fat. 
in two okay, tablespoons. Okay, so not it very much been, Yeah, it couldn't have been much avocado. Yeah, that would be a good idea. I love to put raw chicken in the slow cooker with a jar of either mm-hmm. marinara sauce. And I'm sorry, not marinara sauce. Well, yeah, marinara yeah. sauce would work. Or barbecue sauce or salsa. Mm-hmm. Ugh, not all three. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Please, that's terrible. All right, so moving on. You guys, we got a good review this week. And this, Nicole, I don't know about you, but this was probably my favorite review we've ever It was ever my, had. yeah, mine too. This was no offense amazing. to our other reviewers because we love them. Oh. But I love this one. This one, this one made me think of other podcasts that I listen to uh, because I totally agree. I, I would write the same reviews as for some of my other favorite podcasts. So here's, oh, we'll just go ahead and read it. So this is from Miss, Missy in Chicago. She wrote, I absolutely love listening to this podcast. Nicole and Gina do such a great job of picking relevant topics and making them fun and relatable. I spend my days with my sweet kiddos, and when I listen to the two of them catch up, it makes me feel like I'm at lunch with friends. I've actually found myself wanting to discuss the topics right along with them. I have learned so much from listening and can't wait to hear more. Keep up the great work, ladies. Ah, so I also have podcasts that I listen to where I'm like, oh, I wish I could pull up a chair and sit and have conversations with them and, you know, talk about the same topic with them, you know, and those are my favorite podcasts, the ones where I just feel like they're my friends. And if I actually met them in real life, we would just be best buds. So this was, I feel like heartwarming to to read this. So thank you, Missy, so much. All right, so coming up on September 22nd, we will be dishing about infant, toddler, and adult sleep tips with the Columbus, Ohio-based certified sleep consultant. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. And if you don't want to write anything, that's completely fine. Just fill out the stars. Until next time, everyone, be well. And Nicole, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Is it is it rude if I say, is it South Florida owls? No, it's Florida. Florida. <laughs> the Florida Atlantic owls. Oh. What are you going to say? Don't go say it. Ow- no, go owls. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I have to root for the Big Ten, I think. But I, I hope yes. they get a couple points on the board. Just get a couple. Uh, I kind of do, too. I, I hope that they do, too. I don't want to completely smash them, but I'm sure we will. <laughs> a couple points would be fine. And let's go for an Illini win today, too. All right, fine. <laughs> All right, Gina, talk to you soon. All right, see ya. Bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.